Hey, Peter, what's going on there? Oh, hey, Joe. Just checking out that Bob Culture podcast they got over there on iTunes. <laughs> now get out of here, you big stupid. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of BCP. Hope everyone is doing well, hope everyone is staying safe, and hope everyone is staying positive. Uh, right now, guys, we're excited for some sports talk, uh, long overdue, we're living in a weird time right now, and let's face it, these days we're going to take what we can get, gentlemen. Uh, so first, let's introduce this all-star, stellar panel. Of course, please welcome back to the show, BCP, first ballot Hall of Famer, multiple-time Shore Fantasy Football Champion, and the reigning, defending Mario Kart 64 Champion, the cuz, the good brother, Mr. Tim Urig. Tim, what's up, bro? How are you? What is going on? Um... I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about the lack of sports and the potential of sports coming back soon. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and thank you for making this happen. You know, Tim brought some good topics to mind. We'll talk about those in just a little bit. Um, always excited to have this guy back on, another pillar of the BCP, host and creator of Podcast Dummies, Jets PA Spotter, and producing for the mo- morning show on Q104.3. That is the Jim Kerr Rock and Roll Morning Show. Please welcome back to the show, the good brother, Mr. Trevor Martin. What's up, bro? How are you? Thanks for having me back, Bob. Always a pleasure, man. And uh, staying safe, doing well over there? Uh, doing the best I can, you know, moving in and out of the city, um, yeah. keeping the radio show going, keeping you all entertained, and, uh, you know, hope everyone's staying safe out there. Hardest working man in show business out there, driving to and from the city every day, this guy. All right, guys, and making his long-awaited return to the show, the hardest working man at WrestlePro, announcer, commentator, host of the Stellar Sports Talk podcast, writer for the Cowboys, Boo, Wire, and Chris Stanler's, <laughs> and Chris Statlander's favorite lickable human, Mr. Dave Sturcio. Dave, what's up, bro? How are you? What's going on, man? How are you? Glad to be back on the, uh, the old Bob culture. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, I wish right now we were going to wrestling shows. I wish we were going to sporting events. But uh, that's not the world we live in right now. Uh, there's this big sports void in our lives right now. We are living that. I want to ask you guys, how are you guys filling this sports void right now? Are you watching some of the fights that are going on? Have any of you guys been watching The Last Dance, um, you know, listening to sports radio? How are you guys kind of filling these voids right now? I'll throw it to Timmy first. Uh, you know what? It's been it's been a little tough. I mean, luckily I have work to get in the way, so that's fine. Um, you know, as far as like getting my sports fix, I actually went back a little bit and uh, watched some of the recap uh, baseball stuff on MLB uh, TV, and I've been doing a little bit of fantasy football research a little <laughs> earlier than I usually do. So I mean, you know, I'm getting my fix. Just no live sports in there. Um, you know, it is what it is, and, and you know, eventually we'll get through it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And Dave, what are you watching over there? I, I know you got some sports shows going on. Feel free to plug the podcast as well, man. Yeah, I mean, I just launched a brand new podcast uh, entitled Jersey Boys Podcast. It's me and comedian Brett Ernst, uh, his brother Keith. We just started uh, talking some Dallas Cowboys. That's kind of how I was raised, and that's what I've been enjoying. Um, the NFL gave game pass for free up until i believe memorial day so uh i uh, i've been looking at the last i think they aired the last 10 years of cowboys games so you know it's, it's easy to be selective and, and pick all the wins you know what i mean so, yeah to lose it all so that's fun uh i've been watching the last dance uh, it's yeah. great great i'm one of probably the best documentary docuseries i've ever watched other than like dark side of the ring like everything's really put together really well and uh I've just been doing that, you know, YouTube and just kind of watching old highlights. And, you know, there, there's some stuff out there. UFC is doing a great job um, bringing their events back. To, just this past Saturday was a great event. They have a, an event tonight as we're recording on a Wednesday night. So they're they're, uh, they're definitely trying to kick some ass and get some, you know, revenue back in their, to their businesses so they don't struggle as much as, other, you know, everybody else. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. And check out Dave's podcast. It, it's uh, phenomenal. You guys had a great uh, NFL uh, pre-draft episode, which was very, very good, man. Uh, so keep at it, man. You're you're killing it. Um, hey, Dave. Dave, did did uh, did Des catch that ball? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not a question. It's not a question. I, I mean, 
catch. Ah, whatever. You know what's funny? By the rules today, uh, it's a catch, but by the rules then, it wasn't a catch, so it's interesting. They changed the rules so many times. There's not even instant replay this year anymore. They took yeah. But to also be fair, like I'm a Texans fan, so it is what it is. But I also think that the uh, the miraculous Des Bryant, uh, the miraculous uh, Odell Beckham catch was no. offensive pass interference. Don't, <laughs> don't start with that. I'm not worried about that game. Uh, Giants fans should recognize that no matter how much they want to credit that catch, y'all caught that L too. The Cowboys won. There that it is. You're not wrong. I can't even say anything. You're not wrong, man. But but good good call. You know, I, I wish, um, you know, we, we were starting to talk about fantasy football. Who knows what's going to happen? But great point, Dave, talking about Dark Side of the Ring. I've really enjoyed that. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of stuff on Yes. They showed uh, some of the old New Jersey Nets games. Uh, my favorite times watching growing up, watching Jason Kidd, Vince Carter. So I got to watch some of these playoff games that I was actually at versus the Raptors. So that was really cool for the, just see those old shows with the old commentary. Some of my favorite players man it was it was the best it's unfortunate that the you know the the, um the last dance is now getting into the the knicks series and i had to relive jordan dropping 55 on my knicks so that wasn't very fun but other than that it's been a great series yeah oh totally yeah i I just watched it and i think what there's two more this sunday and that's that's the end of the the last dance series Going back to being depressed and having nothing to look for. No. <laughs> well, you got you know for the wrestling fans, you got the last ride. I think it's funny how you got the last dance and then the last ride with the Undertaker. So that's that's very interesting as well. I'm digging these documentaries. It's kind of a, a good time and see what we took for granted here and, and looking at uh, things from the outside in. Trevor, what have you been? I mean, I know you're working hard over there. We've been getting to watch anything or listen to some sports or anything. I, I was really big into the uh, draft uh, this year, more so than normal, I think, because we're all missing sports, obviously. Um, but I don't know. Actually, last year, was I kind of had like, the same level because I, I, um, usually I'm asleep during it because I have to go to bed <laughs> yeah. so early. But last year, I got to watch it, and this year, I, I knew I was going to be able to see uh, a lot more of it than normal. But the draft really helped me get through because um, – you know, my Giants made some moves. Uh, I think they they've definitely made some improvements in the off season. Maybe not some, uh, maybe not as many big moves as, or names as other people in the league league have. But then I'm also watching because, as you know, yes, I am a part of the Jets organization. Um, but we we definitely had some mishaps still in this off season, <laughs> and um, continue to be the. Um, can continue to be the New York Jets. So, um, choosing his words carefully. With that, the the uh, the uh, NFL draft is definitely what got me through. Been watching the Last Dance. Unfortunately, I missed this past Sunday. I got it on the DVR. Haven't had a chance to look at it. But you just start looking at you know what an athlete Jordan was. And the like, I think it was cool that he came out right before it aired. Like he was worried that people were going to hate him because he was Mister Clean, he was Mister Perfect. You know, he had very little controversy. You didn't hear about any controversy until like episode five um, of, of something that was going on with him. You know, there was no like uh, drugs or this and everything. So you, you you see how he takes it, and he's worried about everyone worried. Uh, looking also that he pushed everyone harder and that he was basically a jerk in practices and stuff like that. Dude, I don't care. Like, if that's how you have to be to win championships and make my team that way and make all those guys legends as well, like a lot of guys on those Bulls teams that just shut up and took it and kept the rings on their fingers, that's what you got to do. I I don't care. Kick it out to Jordan the whole time, you know. But it was also cool to see him, how he talked to Kobe, and it was also cool to see how he talked to... um, other people and how he dealt with other controversy with other players like Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas and stuff like that. So a very well put together documentary and, and it just gave me more respect for Jordan uh, in that way. Uh, I have been checking out sports radio as well, only because, you know, that's my industry, man. You know, I, I look at it and they're hurting, man. I, I get it. You know, there's only so many times you could probably talk about the Mets winning a World Series so long ago on a normal sports week. Now you just could, like, that's all you got. Um now um so you know uh something that was big during this time and i think they should just continue to do it is when espn uh brought back the ocho um yes. i I'd love to watch some more midget tossing um <laughs> you know hatchet throwing beer ponging i was blown away by the cornhole man these guys I'm yeah, the cornhole thing is every every fourth of july or memorial day or any any day that you have these big you know big parties or whatever 
myself like, man, I'm good at cornhole, right? And then I'll watch the Ocho and I'll watch <laughs> these guys. I'm like, man, they are good at this game, dude. Like, it's it is an art, man. They just like they know where they're going with it. They're like, oh, was, uh, you're twelve summer shandies deep, and you think you're the man, and then these freaking guys. <laughs> it was it was on this past weekend, and if you caught it, they didn't have any fans in the stands, and uh, the uh, players or competitors were wearing uh, their face masks as they were playing so they were practicing uh they were doing uh their part when it comes to uh, cdc guidelines and following the rules yeah that, that, that seemed a little excessive the fact that they have <laughs> but i mean it is what it is at this point like we're all trying to we're trying to get to the you know the end of this thing and uh you know to see that they're, they're doing like they're doing their sport with masks on like with no fan it's like dude like come on you know what i mean like it's almost like a little discouraging they, like we're all trying to get baseball and basketball and football going and all these other sports and hockey to resume and we're sitting here like well we gotta take the necessary precautions for cornhole <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's just it's a little annoying it's crazy and you guys touched on it you know i'll say it first and foremost like we are not doctors here uh i, I like to think we are experts when it comes to sports you know having uh, won various championships and various uh, fantasy leagues here but in, in all seriousness uh this is all just speculation here this is all just our opinion i try not to get too political here but th- we've been doing a lot of real talk on this show lately we're gonna we're gonna keep it going guys um so my question to you is let's kind of pick up where we left off we'll kind of do like a a first take kind of round table vibe here i am no um molly uh kiram or charlie crusoe uh charlie i did shoot you a text by the way bay of the day and i did not get my text back uh so i am waiting for that but anyway you guys have to put up with me basically i'll moderate here but we left off kind of with the nba i remember i was at bowling league and they were having the last nba game uh obviously things started to get very real i remember that night um, and Vince Carter, my favorite player who I mentioned earlier, uh, he got to come in for like the last 30 seconds or whatever of the last Atlanta Hawks game, puts up a three. So for me, that was like really, really cool. The crowd goes nuts. His teammates go nuts just cause he hits one final three and that could be it for him. But the stories I'm hearing right now, listening to the radio, there's stories about Walt Disney world hosting the NBA or on Disney's property or Vegas. Um, I remember Adam Silver saying earlier on they were the first ones to shut down. They want to be the first ones to open back up. It doesn't look like that's the way it's going to be happening here uh, of the like four major sports anyway. Um, it's, it's a very strange time. It's very confusing. What are your guys' thoughts in terms of the NBA opening up? In t- however it's going to be, that's a whole other situation. But in terms of picking up where we left off, do we finish this 2020 se- 2019-2020 season or do we start fresh? Like, uh, not that it's the same, but in our bowling league, like, we left the first place, we left the trophy blank, we canceled the season, uh, we saw it, uh, like, a month and a half left, you know, we couldn't declare a winner, not that it's the same, but is that something you do in the NBA season? Do we start fresh? Hypothetically, if we are able to start this over, do we start fresh, or um, do we pick up where we left off? It's, it's very strange times. If all the proper precautions are taken, Trevor, I'll throw it to you. For the NBA, I think... Um they more than any other league are going to have a problem because of the like confined spaces, you know, with all this, you know, those guys run up and down the court like nuts with the sweating and jumping on top of each other, with the blocking, this, that. You look at hockey, you know, there's a little bit more face shields that they could put on and there's other ways that they could probably take precautions to continue the rest of the season. They were so close to the playoffs, like a week out, I believe. And there was a lot more in, and I, and I'm, I know you said NBA, but I'm comparing it to the NHL because there was a lot more it was very like close with playoffs like the islanders were one point out with games and hands back and forth like could you just go right to the playoffs now i think a lot of teams and organizations would be pissed off about that where the nba it was kind of like obvious who was going in so like i think you could cut the regular season off and just go right to the playoffs if you think you could continue it but i think that is the sport that is going to have the hardest time in coming back i think for the safety uh, of the players and for the safety of everything, because you know this is this is this this whole pandemic thing is just insane. Um, it's probably better off just to cut it off. I don't know about naming a champion. I think you just you might just have to chuck it up until you know literally that asterisk that says you know this season uh, world ended. Be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't wrong, Dave. Any thoughts on the NBA, man? Uh, I heard a, a quote today by Shaq. He uh, he said it should just be over, you know, and they should just kind of pull the cord and just, you know, let it, let it, let everybody get healthy. Everybody can get back to their practice facilities. 
uh, monitored under the CDC rules, and then they can resume and start fresh in, uh, you know, when does the season start? October, November. And, um, you know, I kind of agree with that. I mean, uh, yeah, am I a Knicks fan? So, like, <laughs> we're not even close anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just want the season to be over at this point. But yeah. even for the championship teams, championship caliber and playoff contenders, like, it's going to be hard to – to earn the respect, like, out of nowhere, like, just for instance, the Brooklyn Nets, there's a chance for them to have Kevin Durant back, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, in, a, in a situation where this season, they weren't supposed to have him back, you know what I mean? So, I just feel like, from a fairness and a competitive standpoint, it's one of those things they could probably just do away with the season and just say, hey, look, fans, we're back next year, this date, here we go, we're rock and roll, and it'll give them, from now until then, to get everything in line and all your rules and regulations and, and just and have a time frame instead of saying, well, we're going to do this today and then uh, in two weeks it'll be phase two where we can have 10 fans in the crowd or, you know what I mean? Like, they should just, you know, come back with a bang and I think that's what every organization should do. I think the NHL should do that. I think the NFL, and I've said this before, the NFL seems to be the only organization that has not been touched by this. Like the draft, yes, I understand it was virtual, but even the virtual draft had the viewership of pretty much the entire freaking planet. You know what I mean? Mm. So like still they don't they haven't missed a beat as far as their off season program. Their their virtual workouts right now is basically just install and keeping your legs fresh. You know, if you go into July and it's training camp time and then you cut into that schedule then I'd start to worry, but I, I truly feel, and I said this last week again uh, on my podcast, it, I bought my tickets for December already to go to Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going. I, I have a firm belief that this is going to happen, and I have a firm belief that the season is not going to be altered at all. And um, I think that the NFL has proven that over the last couple weeks where they're like, hey, we understand what's going on, but we're the motherfucking NFL. You know what I mean? Like, and I've said this, they own a day of the week, man. Sundays are dedicated to the NFL. And then they took Mondays and Thursdays and <laughs> Saturdays during holidays. You know what I mean? Like these guys are, are not going to be touched. I don't think I, I'm a firm believer, but as far as everything that is looking to quote resume, would we all like it as sports fans? Yeah, probably. We would all like to see some live sports and stop watching highlight reels. Would I like to see my Yankees get on the, get on the field? Yeah, I definitely would. But I think they have to really, just be careful and just I think a reset would be great um, for, for baseball to launch maybe an 82 game season would be cool uh, July 1st I've been hearing about that um, you know where they're playing is a different story I have no idea you know, the realignment in the divisions I saw things that were like the Yankees and the Mets in the same division and I almost want to blow my head off I'm like this, this can't happen you know I don't want to see that I don't want to see that I don't want to hear that I don't want to do any of that but uh, I, I think every sport in its own right uh, needs to just kind of take the necessary precautions. Don't resume anything. Just start something. Baseball can start. Football can start. The NBA and the NHL, they can just kind of take a backseat right now. Uh, as much as I love them, I love my Rangers, and, and you know, my Knicks are trash, but it doesn't matter. You know, I still watch it anyway, um, but I think it's it's a good time to just kind of reset, uh, reset your rules and regulations and just start fresh. Very, very well. I mean, I just... Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, just to add on with that, with the football, I think... Um, there's ways to do it with the player and the organization and how to stay safe um, as much as you can. The, the players, I think, are the ones that are more at risk than anybody uh, because I do think you could do this season with social distancing um, in the stands. Um, there's definitely a way to do it with either a 25% or um, a 35% capacity where the building is still profitable. So, for example, with the XFL, uh, which no longer exists, RIP, uh, that job was fun for a week. <laughs> there um, it is. <laughs> so you look, you look at it at, at you know, 60,000, 70,000 people for the arenas for, like, MetLife, right? They had to make 20,000 every game for it to be profitable, all right? So the Giants and the Jets know how many seats they need to fill in order to break even, to keep that stadium running or to keep or a break-even point. And it, you don't need all 70,000 to pay the players whatever, you know? So if it's 40,000 people, it is 70,000, or, you know, or if it's 30,000 people as a break-even point, I think you just kind of have to take the hit this year to just say um, – public safety, whatever, this is the break-even point. No one loses their jobs. Everyone still gets paid. You know, this will last the NFL to next season. And let's be honest, they have enough money to last, even if they called it today till next season. But there is a way to do social distancing 
with a limited capacity, I think, for the NFL. Um, I, I know that, you know, Vegas got the new stadium. Um, the Rams uh, and the Chargers are getting a new stadium. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, it's not like some of them are still playing in their temporary spots where they don't know if they can retrofit it. So if they could pull it off, I think the, you know, every other row maybe or two here, two there, there's definitely a mathematical way where the NFL could kick off no problem. Uh, but it all depends if there's a, a research, you know, that's what it comes down to. So right now it's very smart for the NFL just to keep their heads down and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Really, really well said, uh, guys. Tim, I'm very interested in what you have to say. So I actually think that um, the NBA, out of all the major sports leagues, could go forward and finish the season easier than anybody else. Uh, it would take a lot of um, a lot of testing and making sure that everybody's right, much like the UFC is do, uh, doing, where you know they're testing guys, you know, the day before, the day after, to make sure they don't have um, you know a positive uh, coronavirus test or anything. So moving forward, and plus the NBA plays indoors, so I mean they're used to playing in the winter anyway and you know what's the difference if they're playing in the summer inside you know the nba has summer league that the stars don't play in so you can just like prolong the uh the potential playoffs until you have to go the nfl concerns me a lot and it's what uh what trevor just mentioned there which is um you know, they're, they're saying Fauci, who we see all the time on TV, says that there's going to be a resurgence. And, you know, that's a little uh, that's a little alarming because if you're going to have a whole bunch of people go in the games, you're going to see that. And if you have 53 guys, which is way more than any other, you know, major sport uh, as far as uh, people on a team, you're going to see guys come in with positive tests. And then you got to worry about everybody in the locker room. So the NFL, you know, it worries me just because of the size of it um i do think that they're doing the right thing they're you know powering through until they can't um you know i would also love to see baseball i I think when baseball comes back and it will come back manfred has said that he's going to you know make sure that it does uh, and there's some sort of season when it comes back you know i I think Korea is doing a good thing, and you know you have uh, you have these empty stadiums. I think it's going to be very similar to that, but I think we're going to get some sort of you know modification, eighty-two game season or something. Um, you know, it, it just it, it comes down to safety. It comes down to you know making sure that everybody is a thousand percent safe, and you're going to see all this testing done here, there, everywhere. You know, it's not going to be uncommon that a guy comes into the locker room on game day and then a scratch from a lineup or not in the starting lineup because, you know, he had a positive test or something. Um, you know, I was talking to Bob Man off, uh, off air uh, yesterday, the day before, and I said I got to make adjustments to my fantasy football league because I really see potentially somebody, you know, getting tested or, or coming into like a, uh, a game situation and they come in with a, a hundred point whatever temperature and they're like, nope, you got to sit out that's you know that's the world that sports is actually like living in right now um so i think i think basketball has a better chance than any to get it going just because i think these guys could you know if they're in shape pick up a ball and go play um you know half these guys have a billion dollars and have home courts and are, are shooting around all day every day anyway so um you know i think that they could potentially do it uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but I mean it's it's going to be crazy the next uh, the next year or so moving forward with the uh, different leagues starting up and trying to continue moving. Absolutely, very well said by all you guys, and I, I like you know Tim always says right down the middle. You know you got to um, it's it's interesting what's going on. You know we say safety and health. If if one person you know gets sick or something terrible happens to an athlete because we don't do this the right way. I mean, that this is the most important thing. So again, this is all speculation uh, until this thing's completely eradicated or gone or whatever it is cured. Um, we don't, we don't have the answers. So I like that you guys are, are calling it the way you are. It's very interesting. Um, since Trevor's busy on a call right now, um, he's, he's not a wrestling guy. So let's throw this one out there. A little, little positivity in these, in these dark, the darkest timeline, as we say, um, 
Be- <laughs> Becky Lynch, Raw, you know, we do have wrestling, uh, which is awesome. You know, we're always about, you know, I got the Mysterio shirt, but we're always about wrestling on the, on the BCP. Love WrestlePro, Dave, all about it. Um, and I'll throw this to you first, Dave, being a dad, man. Becky Lynch's announcement Monday night, um, did you see it? What did you think of the execution, uh, I guess, with the storyline? I don't know if you saw it with the money in the bank. And just your thoughts on Becky uh, not being the man, but the mom. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, kudos to, to her and Seth and, and, you know, well wishes to their little family they're about to make. Uh, to, to be brutally honest with you, buddy, uh, I mean, I, obviously, you sent me the message and, you know, you said what topics we were going to cover. I've watched Raw here and there. I've watched these pay-per-views here and there. I don't blame I you. Find <laughs> it, I, find it, I find it very, very, very hard to watch uh, without the crowd. Sure. Um, not saying they're not doing a great job because they're just doing whatever they can you know what i mean like they're just making it work um which i respect everybody who's still employed uh i, I wasn't in favor of all the layoffs uh i think that that really sucks you know a lot of my yeah. friends that are in the business and in wwe were laid off and now have rejoined me on the indies um but uh, as far as becky's concerned uh it's very cool for her to make the transition now uh it remains to be seen what kind of career she can have afterwards uh, we've seen you know female wrestlers flourish after having a child and we've seen female wrestlers never come back uh, after having a child so it all depends um they've already capitalized on this i saw a t-shirt on twitter today um, <laughs> in true wwe saw, fashion you know, that's crap but you know they're, they're gonna make money and she's gonna make money off it and um you know it's turning into a cool storyline and uh, i think it was pretty cool I, I cannot for the life of me stand um uh, what's her name? Uh, the new champ. Oscar. Uh, oh my god, dude! When she talks, I just want to throw my fucking self off a building. Like I just, I want to, I want to pull off a Rey Mysterio or or a, uh, the other guy who got thrown off uh. the building and came on Raw the following day. I love how they needed Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin, to kind of explain that. Yeah. Like, oh, he fell secondary roof. Like, oh, okay, cool. Because we're all not <laughs> stupid. And we all just realize that you can't get thrown off a building and show off uh, show off the Raw the next day. Um, only but wrestling as a whole, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna have a little bit of a culture shock. You know what I mean? Wrestling is gonna, to me, and I've said this a couple times. Like, I can't wait for that first big pop of the crowd. I really can't. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be fun. We're always roof is gonna blow off the, the just completely blow off its its hinges, and um, I, I'm excited for that. When that's gonna happen, I have no idea. Um, I know these these CDC guidelines and stuff like that are, are kind of like. I'm sure they'll ease back of how much you can have in a building at the same time. You know, some of these indies never saw more than 25 people anyway. So it doesn't wow. matter. But, yeah, but as far as us at WrestlePro, you know, we draw anywhere from three to five to eight to a thousand. You know what I mean? Like this depends on the day and it depends on the, the time of year and who you have on the card. But I think independent wrestling will probably be the first organizational sporting and entertainment event to really start to flourish because when they say, just imagine this, when they say, hey, you can have 100 people in there, what organization is happy with 100 people? Only pro wrestling on the indies. You know, you're not going to be happy when you're in a baseball stadium and there's 100 people. You know what I mean? You're not going to be happy anywhere else with 100 people. But if you put 100 people in the Raw Rec Center and they're losing their friggin' minds because of the the people that we brought on the card, it's going to be a fun time, man. It's going to be an absolutely fun time. And I think that Pat and and Kevin and all the powers that be at WrestlePro are going to take care of it. I think they're going to take care of, um, you know, all their their stars and and their employees and and everybody that's been busting their ass in in the interim. You know, right now, I... I still help out with their social medias and and I try to promote as much as I can. And, you know, we got a couple of guys on staff, Chris Robinson, one of the referees, Sean Donovan, Justin Carino, all these guys are, we all contribute on their social media, keep everybody in the loop. And then before you know it, you know, you'll see a poster drop and it'll say, holy shit, WrestlePro is back. So it's only a matter of time. Just got to wait it out. Very well said, man. And WrestlePro is a very special thing. Um, you know, when the world is back to normal, as we keep saying here, lots of ifs and buts here. But um, get if you're in New Jersey, get to Raleigh, get to a WrestlePro show. Uh, the indie talents are phenomenal. Dave is phenomenal. They're always bringing in big stars. I know Orange Cassidy was supposed to be on the, the, the Orange versus the Apple versus Mac McIntosh. There's going to be some really good ones. Uh, and Dave, like you said, the crowd's going to be hot. Um, we always say this on the BCP, that first pitch, man, that first kickoff, um, you're going to be the first one in the ring at the first wrestle pro show you're gonna be the first one out there dude that's the that's the one thing i can't wait for is that i'm gonna be able to be in that ring and say you know welcome to rawway or welcome to wrestle pro and just 
that crowd is just going to eat it up, and that's going to be one of those surreal moments. I I almost feel like I don't deserve that spot. Like like Pat Buck should just go out there first, you know, without even me in there. You know, what I mean, I don't want to introduce Pat because I'm the first person out there is going to get the biggest pop of the night. And listen, selfishly, yeah, sure, it'd be cool if it was me. But <laughs> overall, I think I, I'm not really on the top the top totem pole to, to receive that. No, you deserve it. <laughs> there it is, man. Uh, uh, no, nice. Happy for you. All right, let's finish up the wrestling so we can get uh, Trevor back on. But, um, Timmy, what your thoughts on the whole Becky Lynch thing? Listen, I'm beyond happy for anybody having a baby. Um you know, one, that's going to be a really good looking baby. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so let's see if, if like the reactions that we saw were genuine, um, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice little moment and they seemed very genuine. Um, you're talking about pops when it comes to these India shows. Can you imagine maybe a year, two years down the line when Becky Lynch decides to, uh, make a return to wrestling? If she decides to make a return to wrestling, that pop right there is going to be electric um you know so congrats all around and it's you know it's just a good time for them and and their little family that they're about to start so congrats yeah yeah lots of good vibes we needed some good news and all this man very very emotional night very emotional announcement um the one thing i don't like uh you know like i like what you said tim when she comes back if if she comes back the pops be amazing but she just made the announcement and and people and and those dirt sheets or whatever they're putting out like timetables for her return the early she come back and there's all this speculation and, and stories and i'm like this isn't a story like she, she's becoming a mom, like family first, like let her go live her life, you know, and, and she's done so much. And, and I met her a few times, just a total sweetheart. She's going to be a great mom. She's done so much in that ring. Just like, let it happen. You know, I'm not, I'm not loving these stories. Like, you know, she'll be out for nine months and then she's coming back. Like let her, you know, like let her, let her have let the her Yeah, exactly. A lot of these wrestling fans, I mean, yeah. It, uh, stuff like this that gives everybody, all these wrestling fans, a bad look and a bad taste in their mouth. Like, for the love of God, just let the girl hatch a baby first. <laughs> right? Like, before, before they're like, well, you know, if Royal Rumble's not out of the possibility, like, shut up, dude. Like, you're just, you're corny, man. Like, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear your opinion on what the timetable is. Like, I think if, if she's there by Elimination Chamber, like, shut up. <laughs> it just gets annoying. Yeah, dude, you're not, thank you for saying that, because I felt like I was the only one that's just like, can we just, like, let it be? All right, we're done with the wrestling stuff, Trevor. Had to get that out of the way, man. A, a little bit of a bright spot. Oh, no, it, it's all good. I just, you know, it's, uh, you guys are way more uh, involved with it than I am, because I, I just, I'm still waiting to watch the Booker T uh, Shane McMahon fight on my DVR. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, Trevor. Uh, all right, guys. Let's let's get back to some NFL NFL talk. Um, we'll throw it over to you, throw it over to you, Tim. Uh, looking at the, I guess we'll go Texans. Did you get a look at the Texans schedule? They had a good little bit of a playoff run last year. What are you thinking about the Texans this year, man? All right. So first and foremost, right? Uh, the Texans broke my heart. <laughs> Um, yeah, Bill O'Brien. Your heart. Bill, Bill O'Brien. Uh, it remains to be seen if he knows anything about the game of football. I'm pretty sure at this point he doesn't like football anymore. <laughs> I, I, listen, listen. I, no comment. But they broke my heart. My lasting image of the Texans is them blowing a lead to the Chiefs, where if you sat on the ball. You win the game. And what do I get to see? Opening a kickoff? Oh, I get to see the Texans play the Chiefs on Thursday night football to open the season. And the Texans' secondary isn't as good as it was last year. So Mahomes is going to light it up with a 40-plus point game. So, you know, my season ended with trash. It's going to begin with trash. It doesn't get any better because the league MVP, the Texans have week two in Lamar Jackson. So I fully expect the Texans to go 0-2 and then fight their way to a wild card berth. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. you got to be realistic. And who knows when or what's going to happen. You never know. You could have a breakout player. Who knows? But right now, I'm super excited. Dave, I'm going to throw it to you, man, because, first of all, you know, every time I see you at WrestlePro, I shake your hand and and take a dig at you for being a Cowboys fan. But, you know, i got nothing but love for you, nothing but respect. 
respect, friendly rivalry here. Congratulations on the job uh, writing for the Cowboys Wire. What's your thought on the team this season? Uh, what do you think their schedule's looking like? Uh, are they going to just destroy our Giants uh, every game? 16-0 Super Bowl. No. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> no, I actually said this on my uh, my Jersey Boys podcast last week. Me, Brett, and Keith broke down. Uh, we went game by game. I came out with an 11-5 and record for the Cowboys. Um, I think it's it's feasible. And, dude, they could be as good as 13-3 and and as piss poor as 9-7, and I think. So, right mm. in the middle, you'll put the 11-5. and um, They'll win the games they should win. And they'll, they'll probably get their you know asses handed to them by teams like Baltimore and stuff that that game's in Baltimore later on in the year um Cowboys made a lot of improvements uh, I'd, I'd like to challenge any secondary to deal with Amari Cooper Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb uh I'd like to see anybody cover that and plus you know the emergence of of Blake Jarwin and then obviously Zeke, uh, you know Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard and that offense is firing on all cylinders and I'll you know, listen I love Dak I'm a big Dak supporter uh, the contract thing is driving me nuts but if for whatever reason He's not there. I think Andy Dalton can take this team to the playoffs. To be completely honest, wow. when you had firepower, uh, you know when when Dalton had this much firepower in Cincy, you went to the playoffs every year for three straight years. You know what I mean? So, I mean, can he win a playoff game? That that's remains to be seen. He hasn't done it yet, but um, I firmly believe that there's going to be something. As far as my sources are concerned, what I've heard from the inside is that you know this is all about how many years the guy wants. Um, the Cowboys have offered him five. He wants something a little shorter. Uh, he wants his you know, best bang for the buck, and uh, they're just kind of stuck there right now. They're in limbo. They have uh, until July 15th to get something done. Uh, otherwise, it's begun, you know, begins a holdout. So we don't want that in Cowboy Nation, but um, I think regardless, they've made a lot of steps forward. New coach, new regime, new coaches everywhere as far as like their offense coordinator, defense coordinator, defensive line, special teams. They literally clean house. If I had to sit there and listen or watch Jason Garrett clap on the sidelines anymore. <laughs> so the fact that Jason Garrett is now a giant. It's almost poetic justice uh, for you guys to deal with that shit now. <laughs> so, uh, don't get me wrong. He's a genius. The guy, you know, he's a very good offensive coordinator. I think he just lacks motivation. And, um, you know, I don't think he's, he's, he's not going to be able to light a fire under anybody's ass over there uh, in New York. I think the Giants are in for another long year. That's just my opinion. I'm not being a hater. I think, you know, I think the Cowboys will probably eat it, possibly even split with the Giants because that last game might not mean nothing. You know, we don't know. But um, I think the Giants, Daniel Jones, probably takes a step forward. You know, maybe fumbles a little less. I still think Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley's probably one of the most elite runners in the league. Um, they don't have a number one receiver, not to me at least. You know, a couple guys caught on last year. Slayton, Golden Tate obviously is good. Um, Evan Ingram is a great tight end. I think their defense, uh, they drafted Xavier McKinney. I wanted McKinney for the, for the Cowboys. Um but, you know, C.D. Lamb fell on a lapse, and you can't pass that up. So, um, like the Giants are in for maybe like a 6-10 and 10 season. Uh, that's just the way I see it. And then, uh, you know, they go from there, and they keep rebuilding. So, that's that's where I'm at there. And the Texans, I don't know how you became a Texans fan. Not, not really sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I know a Texas fan, like singular, until now. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, Bill O'Brien, it seems like he's just – I don't know. He's giving up at the sport of football, and, uh, and the, just giving away their DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of balls is uh, beyond me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, question, Dave. Are you a fantasy football guy? I am a huge fantasy football guy. I've been hosting my own league uh, for now. This year will be the 16th year. Um, we got you. Yeah. No. I've listen. I've, I, I know guys that have, that have been doing pen and paper. You know. So that's yeah. that's. Pretty you know, like before internet was a thing, you know, guys were like, oh, I got Marino in the third round in a 91 fantasy draft. <laughs> we're not that deep, but we're, we're on year, uh, we're on year 19, so. Yeah, no, it's fun. Fantasy football's great, especially when, like, when the Cowboys are struggling, you know, you at least have something to fall back on. Um, but I, I will remain persistent. I don't draft, I don't draft, like signing somebody in free agency, that's one thing, but I do not draft any Redskins, Eagles, or Giants ever. Ooh, wow. So you play with your heart. You play with your heart. Well, right now that's that's a, that's okay. That's not too bad. At least this year. I have a real question for you, though. I need you to take your heart out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Can you do that for me? Sure. Okay. Um, by all accounts, and everybody has the right to agree to this, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the number one running back off the board, number one person in the draft for the most part, especially in PPR. Yeah. Am, 
am I am I crazy in thinking that Zeke should be number two with the addition of Lamb with that offense, um, you know, that should be firing on all cylinders and defenses having to account for those wide receivers having one less person in the box, otherwise they're going to get scorched. Am I crazy for thinking Zeke should be the number two back off the board? He's easily the safest, right? Uh, I think based off of volume, he gets the most. Uh, with Zeke, he gets like series off here and there. You know what I mean? Like, there's never like a like a split series where it's like first down, second down. He'll be in, and they bring in Pollard for third. He's in there for all the, all the downs, so the volume will be there. Um, I do think the teams are going to have a hard time trying to stack the box to cover all those receivers. So yeah, I think Zeke is in for a very very good year. Uh, he's a very very safe pick. Um, definitely top five. I'd say top three. If I had the number one overall pick, I'd probably take Zeke over McCaffrey. That's um, the heart, just, though. That's the heart. That's the heart. Yeah, that's the heart <laughs> talking. Um, uh, old school, one. yeah, old school non PPR. I think uh, touchdowns on the ground, Zeke will have more than McCaffrey. Uh, but m- what McCaffrey did last year. He's easily the number one. All right, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy because I was going over it, and I love Kamara. Don't get me wrong, but it seems like they're going to split carries down in New Orleans a little bit more. And Saquon, I just can't trust right now. So I have Zeke at two, and I'm just you know I'm more than comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here now, and where the heart is really gonna. This is the Cowboys versus Giants guy right here. I'm I'm putting Barkley at two because I don't think he was healthy. Uh, at all last season, at, like at all, and if he's really taking care of himself, um, I think it's close. I really do think it's close, but I think DJ is going to lean on him a little bit more um, because of the lack of a number one. And if he's a hundred percent healthy, I think it's going to be close between Zeke and Saquon. But um, when it comes down to something that close, in my mind. Uh, you know, that's where you go with the heart. Like, on paper, I think it's super close between Barkley and Elliott, and so then I go with the heart and put him at two. But Zeke is on uh, my – it's May, guys. Uh, <laughs> so don't don't yell at me in the comments here. Uh, number three. Uh, yeah, you. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about that one dude on Twitter. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I um listen, listen. I due to quarantine, I have been forced based out of boredom to like do way more fantasy research than I would do uh at any time in the month of May. Usually I keep it for like you know, July 1st and I like really get after it, but like, you know, we're just stuck indoors, so there's nothing else to do. You know what? You're right. Can you really can you uh, just give me uh all the um Stats right now on uh, Chris Thomas for uh, fantasy. <laughs> I cannot. Okay, cool. Sorry, right, I thought the Jacksonville I, running back, the third <laughs> running back, you'd have all his stuff for the third. But if, back. if I'm being honest with you, I got a, uh, a Google uh, sheet that I could uh, share with you that'll help you out. He's he takes it very seriously. Yeah, I, I think we all we all do. Um, we have a championship uh, fantasy football title for crying out loud. But um, going back to what Dave said, uh, I don't disagree with your Giants analysis at all, man. I, I see a six and ten. I don't see anything special outside of Saquon right now. The, it's rebuilding something I've been very familiar with, being a Nets fan, and you know moving forward with all these other teams. Uh, I did before last season. I mentioned this to Tim. I think I said it on the show. I spoke to the Miz, and I asked him his first round fantasy. He's a big uh, what's he a Cleveland guy. Um, yeah, he's a Cleveland. And I asked him, you know, first round fantasy football, who you take? And he said Saquon or whatever. Now, this was last season. So, do I see Saquon being like a number two running back? I don't even know, man. I, I hate to say, I might even have to go Zeke too, man. <laughs> like, I can't even say it, man. But uh... Listen, listen, here's, here's the thing, right? Um, there are very, 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 very few bell cows, as they call them, in fantasy football when it comes to running in 2020. And, you know, Zeke and Saquon are bell cows, so I don't think you can go wrong with either. I'm just, you know, I was just really, really thinking about it, and a lot of the experts put Zeke around four or five, and I can't do that. There's guys, you know, the guys ahead of them I don't like as much. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's interesting. And again, we got to see how all this real world stuff plays out. And and we'll we'll take it out on this note, guys. And again, thank you for your time in a few minutes. Uh, we we touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, again, completely hypothetical disclaimer here. We're talking about reopening. Uh, what what I was watching last night on ESPN on uh, Van Pelt. Uh, it's looking like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The MLS in Germany is kind of like one of the one of the first to reopen right now. I'm hearing things about golf and stuff like that. Essentially, what I'm hearing is. You have over a thousand, two thousand people and employees, uh, teammates that are being going to be tested. We're going to put into these arenas. Um, so then, Tim, you were mentioning to me, I guess uh, Korea and uh, is it Korea that's taken the lead on the the baseball taken off first, like the blueprint you were uh, saying? Yeah. So I mean, if you wake up early enough, um, as you know, I do. Uh, there is Korean baseball on in the morning and it's baseball and it's actually really fun to watch and you know it's it's empty stadiums and it's these guys who they're playing and from whatever what they've been saying they get tested when they come in the building um, you know they're up on all of their stuff this as soon as the game is actually like over they all put masks on and you see the umpires wearing masks so like they really seem to have the blueprint for getting the product on the field um so i mean if that's what we have to look forward to uh it's not the same but it's still the sport and i know that a lot of these uh a lot of these like regional markets are looking to get the sport on because they want it on television. So, like, the Yes Network is replaying all old Yankee games and Nets games, and, and they have the Michael K show in the afternoon, and, you know, but they're missing Yankees baseball, which is the selling point of the Yes Network. It's, like, the only place to watch Yankees baseball. So, if that's the blueprint, you know, that's kind of what we have to go on. And if I'm being honest with you, is it is it weird seeing a game with no crowd? Yes, but... You know, you kind of forget about it after, you know, first seeing it and you really focus on the game itself. And I'm enjoying it, but like I get up and I do my work and it's on in the background. Like I'm not intently watching. I guess if it was players I was more familiar with than emotionally invested in, you know, I would definitely care more. But if that's the blueprint for baseball coming back, you know, I'm really for it. Um, like I said earlier, it's going to be really tough with uh, some of these other sports, um, you know, football especially, because football will be starting up right around the time where we should be no longer quarantined and we should, you know, really be getting back. So when it comes to, you know, potentially spiking in uh, cases again, it, it worries me. But I mean,. I, like, I understand it's a business and these these teams and owners need to make money because of the business aspect of it. So what sports are actually coming back and when it remains to be seen. But I mean, I'm I'm just missing sports, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it, uh, really well said, Tim. Uh, you kind of hit it right on the head. Uh, I, I guess the, the ultimate question here is what, what do you guys think? So I'll throw it over to you, Trevor. Um, is there a possibility? I mean, again, this is all we don't know the answer. Do you guys see a way that we have um, it, of the four major sports? It's looking like MLBs coming back first. Do you guys see a way where we get uh, Major League Baseball in? They're saying July. Do we see this happen realistically, hypothetically? Trevor, any thoughts? Wishful thinking. Uh, I, I could do a couple different things here. MLB, I think, is possible a lot of these sports cannot play with masks i feel like um like like the surgical masks that we've all been seeing it's just not healthy for the players that that run around so if, if i'm gonna go uh, rapid fire here for you guys because i know we got a lot to cover tonight and and uh again thanks for having me i i appreciate it and dealing with all my nonsense but nba you're done yeah, I, you know, I just, I just don't think there is a healthy way of doing it, and that is unfortunate. Um, but it will just be another lost year for the Knicks anyway. So what the hell do I care? Uh, <laughs> hockey, I think, is realistic because there are face shields that you could put on players and protect them more than anybody else. To be honest with you, I think that is the most realistic one out of football, baseball, uh, 
basketball and soccer. So I think that's a more realistic one. Uh, you could do it without fans, and there's there's ways to do it to keep everyone apart in face shields. So that's my number one on taking place. Football's probably number two, only because we're still far out of it. I mean, just start, you know, you cancel a preseason game on me. It's only affecting the people who are in training camp, and it's only affecting um, – the people trying to make the team, which is unfortunate for them because I know they're trying to make careers. There's a lot of XFL guys that put a lot of good stuff on tape that are trying out this year for NFL teams. Uh, but I think it's far enough away out that uh, football will happen on time in some kind of capacity. Baseball, uh, people love baseball. I don't think there's any point, though, if it's not in at least an 82-game season of doing it. You know, and, and that is like the minimal number of games that, that – need to happen and so right now yeah let's plan for it no fans uh people are pretty much spread out on the field anyway but you know what does everyone have to wear a glove when they're throwing the ball like a, you can get like a skin tight food service type glove you know for the ball and stuff like that but um you know sports are dirty man sports are just dirty like you're you, no matter what um something's gonna get contaminated so like Staying in the region, yes, makes sense. You know, do you put the, the teams on buses, which is another strain on them? Oof. You know, but I, I, ulti- I, ultimate think, I ultimately think, too, it's up to the players because that is a very strong union. And um, unlike the basketball, the basketball, who am I? Uh, like talking about getting rid of their union and like the players almost might agree to it or not agree. I don't like that's more realistic. It seems in any other sport. Um, the, the players want to get paid, and I understand that there's people losing their jobs. They're gonna look at them as selfish, but they're when it comes to a union, people need to make like a, a stand sometimes because you know it protects it for years and years and years to come. So I can't be angry when. Um, people do stuff like that because you know we're you know depending on what type of job you have out there um something that came out today though that i wanted to throw your guys way and 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 your thoughts on this um major league soccer you can't wear the mask when you run around um you're gonna have body-to-body contact you're gonna be with other players but i think soccer is a sport that can be played with no fans in the stands because of the reaction that we get with let's say the world cup um when it's on that international level people watch it um but at the same time people also love tournaments so something that was floated today is to send all 26 uh major league soccer teams to florida uh to the new orlando to the orlando stadium and play all the games there you know on a rotation to try to get somewhat of a season but if that is not viable uh the idea is maybe for this season to do something and do it over the course of like the world cup is about a month a month and a half um so instead of doing it from march until you know october is the finals sometime over august when it's the hottest it can be in orlando where we're hoping the virus really can't survive doing like a world cup style tournament to name a champion for this year I don't know your thoughts on that. That way you somehow get soccer. Somehow you get American soccer this year. Otherwise, it might not be viable in any other option. I'm down for any type of sports any time, but if in a tournament-style setting, if you're going to put any other type of like non-Olympic major league sport that's in America out there, soccer is the only one I think that could do a tournament, and it still suffices as something. Very, very well said. I like everything you said, Trevor, especially great point with the hockey, with the, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of fights, a lot of blood and teeth and all that, but I like what you're saying with the, with the face shields. That's actually a really, really good point, man. Um, Dave, I'll throw it over to you. Um, also, Trevor's question, do you think it works with soccer? And then more importantly, hypothetically, how do you see these sports rolling out? Um, like, what do you see happening first, I guess? Uh, well, first, um, soccer sucks, dude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch soccer during the World Cup stuff. Um, MLS, I can't get behind it. But as far That's as my point, as far as sports are concerned, to get soccer back on and do a tournament style in Orlando, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. You know, because there's nothing that draws more attention to the to the common fan. Like Omni, there's average fans, and then there's like. Johnny Come Lately fans, like there's UFC fans, and then there's like Conor McGregor. That's the only pay per view fan I'm gonna buy the pay per view. You know what I mean? So like, if you put a tournament on, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Major League Soccer, but I'm watching it. Um, as far as the other sports are concerned, baseball, uh, I feel like I guess maybe I'm I'm in the minority here. When you, like you know you said before, the sports are dirty and like there's germs everywhere and icky. And to me, I'm just like, dude. Just let them play. Let them play the sport. You get tested. You know, you test all your officials. You test everybody in the building. There's no, there's 
no there's no spread of anything. If there's no virus to start the game, there's no virus during the game, there's no virus at the end of the game. You know, I mean, if there's nobody in there infected by any stretch of imagination, you know, you don't have to wear additional stuff and wear masks and wear gloves on your throwing hand, and that's going to fuck up pitching, and, like, that's just going to – it's going to mess up a lot of things. They already change out that baseball 60,000 times a game anyway. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as there's a scuff on the ball, they throw it out anyway. So that's nothing That's nothing new or out of the norm. Um, I think baseball being being at the – they're doing it in Korea already and they're having this other league and everybody's kind of tuning in. That gives you hope that they can do it without fans. Um, I think, again, I think they're so, the thirst is there by the common sports fan that they're going to watch anything. I know a lot of people who weren't UFC fans that were watching live combat sports on ESPN and ESPN Plus just because it was on and it wasn't a replay of something. You know what I mean? So these people are thirsty for sports. I think all the leagues can come back. Do I think they should come back? No. I said it before. I think NBA should do a fresh restart. Uh, the NHL, dude, if you think about it, not just the face guards and the face shields, there's no skin exposed at all on a, on a hockey that? uniform. So you don't have to worry about any kind of commute, like any kind of, you know, spreading the disease there uh, again, unless there's a fight and they <laughs> drop the gloves and they're bleeding all over the place. But again, I think if everybody tested all your officials, all your media people, all everybody that's deemed essential to be there, uh, you're going to not have to, you're not going to have to worry about this. If people keep living in fear, if people keep living in the way they're doing it right now, we're never going to prosper. It's just not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, like, the fact that, like, I went today, for example, I've been doing a lot of projects in the backyard, kind of keeping myself busy, you know, trying to make my backyard perfect for my daughter, who's going to celebrate her first birthday in July. July hey. 3rd is her birthday. We're going to have a party on July 4th, and I don't give a shit who says I can't have a party on July 4th. Good for you. Gonna first birthday. So I don't care how hard you want to come down with your CDC shit. Come, find, you know, come to the house. I don't care. But this is what I'm saying. Like today, for example. I, there's nobody on this planet that I love and care about more than my father. He's 64 years old. So you look at him and he's in that, that bridge and that gap. We're like, oh, I don't know, man. You you want to, you know, they're, they're kind of old, you know, so you don't want to be. Dude, we took a ride down to Monroe, New Jersey. I got myself some shrubs. He helped me out. He helped me put him in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, there was there was a time, though, where I was afraid. And I was like, I can't see my dad. This is crazy. And I can't see this person. This is nuts. And social distancing. And this and that. And the third. And now take a look. Take a look outside right now. You're going to see a lot more people with a little bit of less fear. If people are afraid, and that's why, like, uh, again, I know you don't like to get politics. I'm not a political guy. No, go for I, it. I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, stand Governor Murphy. I can't do it anymore. The way he does these press conferences and stuff, he wants you to piss your pants every day. He wants you to be like, hey, and this is where it got me. I think it was a week ago. The, the numbers were the numbers reported were low, right? And his first reaction to that, instead of, like, giving some kind of relief to the people of New Jersey, he decided to say, well, there was a glitch in the computer system, so tomorrow the numbers expect them to be high again. How about you just let us feel good for a day? You know, how about you just let us feel good? Even if it was a glitch in the numbers and the reporting, how about you let New Jerseyans feel a little bit better and a little less fearful, you know, going forward? And I know I just went off on a complete tangent off of sports, but I'm just saying we're not going to be able to get anywhere with sports if we continue to do the things and react the way we do. Go ahead. I'm raising your hand. Go for it. No real talk. I, I love I just, it. I, no, I just wanted – I'm not going to go on the political aspect. You see how passionate he was for that birthday party. Just talking about it. Could you imagine if you get invited? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, we're having a party on July 4th, and if you're not there, you're never going to see her ever again. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I appreciate the passion. I, You know, like, I try not to get too political Holy on this shit. show, but it's it's been a different story these past couple months, man. Like, you know, we can't dance around the elephant in the room, you know? There's just, uh, you know, yeah. honesty is the best policy here. I, I End in life. I, I truly believe that. Um I, can Dave, I ask you something? How come there's no golf on? These guys play by themselves. They can carry their own bag. I think it's, I think <laughs> no, it's coming. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think it's coming. But, uh, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Go for it. Go. No, no, I was no just... that's, that's it. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with everything that you guys are saying. Uh, just, I just miss live sports and, you know, any way that you got to do, like, to get it done, just just get it done. Make sure everybody's safe, and you know, let's get Dude, some we're, get, we'll see. we're getting NASCAR 
NASCAR in less than a week, man. Let's go. That's another one. Like, other, well, listen, I don't watch NASCAR. Uh, I you will now. <laughs> NASCAR, NASCAR is great, and here's why NASCAR is great. All right, and you know, I don't care if, if I get hated on for this, but um, if I turn a NASCAR race on either Saturday or Sunday, uh, whatever you know, brand of race it is, um, I know that within 15 minutes, my nap is officially starting, and when I wake up. <laughs> Um, I usually have a winner, and they're doing like circles on the infield, and it's awesome. <laughs> so that in between time is really nice. No, like I understand like the pit crews and stuff, but like NASCAR is another one that can you know really get it going. Golf should be able to get it going. Um, you know, and 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 I think we could, we could get some tennis going. <laughs> You know, people need to wear gloves and then hit that out of the way, hit the ball out of the way when you're done with it. They just got to get the fear out of their hearts and just go, just go, just take Uh, over, uh, get the sports back. I mean, look, dude, if UFC, where you're laying all over each other and your body all over, professional wrestling, same deal, your body's all over each other, then you got to put these guys in shoulder pads and hockey gear and all this shit and baseball uniform. Everybody can play, and I think it's time. We've waited a long time, and I, I know, look, I know there's diff- different time frames for everything, and I'm not saying, hey, man, let's open up these stadium gates and uh, have all the fans rush in. I understand that's not feasible right now, but as far as the players are concerned, it seems like the consensus from what I've read and who, you know who I've talked to in these sports, it seems to me that everybody is just gung-ho, let's get back to work kind of deal, and people are interested and want to do it. So there's not going to be any more of a boom period in any sport than it is right now, and it's just it's just a matter of you know what state you live in, you know. So- it's all the so doors open tomorrow. You guys going to Giants home opener or Dallas home opener? You going? You confident? Tomorrow? It opens tomorrow. Are you going to go to the opening day? Why do you think I bought season week 15 tickets, brother? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wait it out. I'll wait it out and see how this all plays out. You know, I'm waiting. Look, in December, it's going to be a way different story. I think it's going to be a different story in a month from now. You oh, know what it I mean? definitely like, is. But that's why I'm saying like tomorrow. Say they open the baseball then. They open baseball tomorrow. You going? I'm probably not going to go tailgate in, in Yankee Stadium. River uh, uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, I'll have a mask on, which I can't stand because my glasses fog up. But if they opened up tomorrow, <laughs> I would. I would. I would be there tomorrow with my mask and gloves. And I hate the gloves too. Can't stand them. But I would be there just to watch some baseball. I. Uh, I, I think because of oh, my, my my personal living situation, if it were different. Uh, my answer would be different, but because of the situation that I'm currently in, I looking out for others, I, I would not. Um, but that being said, I appreciate you guys' honesty. I appreciate your guys' opinions. Uh, guys like Dave, you are in those locker rooms with a bunch of people, man. Trevor, you're in those stadiums with people. Uh, Tim, you're on the couch watching the game, but there's still people. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there, there's big stars coming up from Florida, Dave, where you're at, you know? So the fact that you speak this passionately about it, I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in the middle of it. You're willing to take that risk or step or however you want to take it. It shows just kind of where everyone stands right now. Uh, and I appreciate the honesty. Uh, I appreciate you guys keeping it real. That's what we're all about here on the BCP. Um, and thank you guys again for a few minutes. Let's get a little shameless promo out of the way, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Dave, tell us all about your podcast real quick, and uh, more importantly, where we can follow you on social media. Yeah, I mean, I'm predominantly on Twitter, at Dave Sturchio. That's D-A-V-E-S-T-U-R-C-H-I-O. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm currently the host of a trio where it's me. Comedian Brett Ernst, he's out of New Jersey. You can see him on Comedy Central. He's also featured in the first three seasons of Cobra Kai, in case you're into that. Um, He's on that. Uh, Brett Ernst is now becoming a friend of mine, and we're hosting the Jersey Boys podcast. You can find that on iTunes, uh, on also Podomatic. Just search it, Jersey Boys with a Z. Um, And, uh, yeah, man, we just just released episode two, so we're kind of just green on all this, but we're trying to build the following, and he's me and him are very passionate. Uh, Cowboys fans who grew up in New Jersey. So it's really all about us growing up in enemy territory um, <laughs> and trying to support our boys. So if you can give us a follow, subscribe, like, rate, all that good shit, get us going, uh, it would mean a lot. Awesome, man. Also support WrestlePro. It's, a, it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, sorry. yeah WrestleProOnline.com, obviously. You can follow uh, Pat Buck, our promoter, our founder, our 
our guy, he's uh, at Buck Never Stops. Um, and of course, superstar KM Kevin Matthews is also involved heavily in the booking of uh, all WrestlePro events. And hopefully, you know, like we said before, you know, we'll be home. We'll be back home in Rawway sooner rather than later. That's right, man. And WrestlePro doing some great stuff for charity as well right now. Uh, Trevor, where can we listen to you? Where can we find you on social media? All that good stuff. Uh, the podcast is called Podcast Dummies, and it's at Podcast Dummies across all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Friendster, Zanga, um, all that's live journal. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at BTG Trevor. Uh, I go on there to look at porn and get good deals on things and from time to time tweet about things. So let's go Giants. Hopefully we have a football season. Um, see you guys at the XFL in another decade. And uh, stay safe, wash your hands. Beautiful, man. Keeping it real here, Trevor. Timmy, anything to plug real quick before we get out of here, bro? Oh, no, wait. I just got to follow us on Twitter. This is great. Boom. Thanks, Dave. It's, peace. it's me. Thank you. Oh, God. Uh, I, will, I, will not, I will not RSVP no for the first birthday. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I have uh, nothing to plug. Uh, you can follow me on all my endeavors on the couch watching games, uh, hopefully in the near future. So stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, we'll see you yeah. hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, guys. I can't wait till we're all in the same place, same event, uh, at these sport events, playing fantasy football, just like old times. Uh, everyone, just stay safe. All the best, and uh, thank you guys for a few minutes. We're out. Peace. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Bob. Boom. Have a good, uh, good evening. <laughs>